Welcome to the Global Venturing Review Leadership Series, where we talk to thought leaders from all over the world to find out more about how they are changing the innovation ecosystem. Today, we have an audio version of a panel at our DCV Digital Forum 3.0 back in January. And today, it is actually the opening keynote by Vinod Kozler, the founder of Kozler Ventures, who is going to talk to us about global innovation venturing, creating concord between traditional venture and corporates. And the discussion will be facilitated by Victor Boijang, the global chair and partner at Denton's. Vinod, good to see you. I'm glad to be here for global corporate venturing um, and spend a few moments with you to sort of get your views of the industry where the markets are going in this area, what you've been doing, how you see it all coming together as we look to the future. So again, welcome and welcome from Deer Valley. Well, thank you. It's great to be here and be talking to everybody. So excited about that. Um, Bernard, so just to start off, maybe you could sort of uh, let the audience know what you've been up to, what Costle Ventures has been up to, um, and um, what you're thinking about, uh, or how you're thinking about the current investment environment before we fully jump in. Broadly speaking, we, just to tell you a little bit about our firm, we tend to be somewhat different than most other venture firms in being much more deep on technology than most firms. So we cover a much broader range of areas, and that's appropriate for a corporate venturing forum. We'll do the usual consumer internet stuff, the enterprise software stuff, whether it's a Square, a Stripe, and a firm. We are early in all those, DoorDash or Instacart. I think we were the first investors. So there's that side of us. And then enterprise like RingCentral or Okta or Nutanix or GitLab. But there's another side that's very broad. We do serious manufacturing technologies, Robotics, AI, 3D printing, even 3D printing houses, for example. We do a lot in, started to do a lot in construction, quantum scape, of course, in electric car batteries and clean tech, Lanza tech in uh, sustainable aviation fuels. I think that's a very, very exciting market. Even esoteric areas like food with impossible foods and cement with Forterra. So we cover a very wide gamut. We've laid out our vision in two large documents that I'd refer anybody to who's interested. One's called Reinventing Societal Infrastructure with Technology, and we can talk more about where that came from. It's a 50-page document on what's interesting to us and why. The other two documents I'd actually refer, one's called 20% doctor included. It's how we approach a complete revamp in healthcare as technology. Um, And we have a fairly radical and different view than most healthcare investors. And the other is climate, of course. And I wrote a blog about six months ago. The healthcare 20% doctor included is a six-year-old document, but still very relevant to what we're doing today. In fact, more relevant today than it was six years ago. And then uh, I wrote a blog recently about the dozen technologies we need to solve climate change. Um, And that was about six months ago. It's a very focused, here's the breakthroughs we need kind of blog. So very wide gamut, deeply technical, 
We're not afraid to take on uh, very hard projects. So Commonwealth fusion, fusion reactors, isn't something people would think are feasible or even impossible, was considered impossible when we started it uh, almost nine years ago. That's, that's very, that's great. It's, uh, it's almost, your, your reach is almost as broad as Denton's global reach in terms of sectors you're touching. Just one point, are you, is your investment thesis focus uh, global? Is it focused stateside? Um, what's the emphasis? Well, we don't have a geographic focus. We say wherever the great entrepreneurs are. Our aviation fuel startup, for example, started in New Zealand. We've done healthcare in Europe. We've done AI-based stuff in Australia. So it's fairly widely varied geographically, though I'd say the bulk of our companies come from the U.S. and, and the Bay Area, maybe Boston, some. And Let me ask you a question, the, are you for, for say the deals outside the U.S., are you sourcing those deals and pulling in corporate strategic partners or are they looking for you to join them? So who's approaching who? So, uh, you know, surprising as it may seem, we don't have a sourcing function. We've actually never had a sourcing function in our firm. So nobody is responsible for sourcing. They just happen to come our way and we have a lot of relationships. We've been in the business a very long time. And, and most things are through relationships or people we know or people who think we have a strategic area that may be relevant to them. I do a lot of talks like this. This is a great opportunity to source stuff and to otherwise partner where people would, uh, you know, corporate ventures would invest in our companies or we'd invest in companies for, from referrals from corporate or other venture firms. We work a lot with other firms. You're actually quite a proponent, it seems, of working with the corporates, corporate venturers. Perhaps you can share with some of the other venture capitalists why you see that as a strategic plus. Well, you know, when you do the kinds of areas we do, it makes a lot of sense. If you're doing a Snapchat, there's probably not a huge amount of room for partnering. But if you're doing batteries like QuantumScape, we have a deep, long relationship with Volkswagen, well beyond even their corporate venturing group into the management team, or with a Microsoft or Google. Uh, there are areas where you need that kind of partnership. And deep technology generally involves that kind of effort. Now, something like Impossible Foods, it's been hard to partner because there's no company in that area when we started. Plant proteins was a unfamiliar concept, and so we had to go it alone, but it really depends on the area. In robotics, we are partnering with a number of people, corporate venture firms, uh, for example. AI has been harder, though AI applications are much easier to do, especially in healthcare. So, so I understand the um, corporates will bring deep technology expertise to you. Are you looking to the corporates for something more than that? Well, usually it's not the deep technology expertise. We are in so many frontier areas. Frankly, it's hard to find expertise anywhere, but there can be other Parts, um, take sustainable air, uh, 
aviation fuels or cement, both clean tech efforts. Scaling facilities in both those cases are very important areas. No startup could scale cement factories or aviation fuel factories or refineries almost. In other areas like healthcare, sometimes partners have a lot of consumers. They're better equipped to run pilot casts or pilot programs, um, those kinds of things. So in every area, it's a little bit different. But generally, we bring very deep technology in areas. So if you're doing composites manufacturing, there aren't a lot of corporates doing 3D printed composites. But there's a lot of partnership opportunities in that kind of an area. So let me uh, approach this from the other side, which is really if you're a, a corporate, what, again, sometimes there's, this, there's a difference in culture and approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and corporate venturing, in some ways, looks and feels a little different from your classic venture capital investing. And again, just as we have the audience of corporate venture uh, capitalists uh, sitting around this table here, virtual table, um, perhaps we could just spend a few minutes talking about what they need to know about folks like you coming to the table. How do they most effectively partner with you? First, I would say there's a wide variety of partnership opportunities. There's not one. It could be manufacturing or supply chain. It could be consumers. It could be go-to-market. It could be some area, complementary area of technology. So a wide range of possibilities uh, exist. And frankly, uh, our companies really make those decisions. I think... uh, The fact that certain corporates understand markets better than venture capitalists will make a big difference. They have expertise in markets. They generally have a better handle on all the competitive offerings in their area because they're focused in one area. So that's an opportunity. Sometimes if our technology is facing specific risks, they'll have expertise in that area. Say, um, you know, in... uh, whether it's go-to-market or media or other, other things. I think usually the biggest issue, if I can address the other side, is the length of time it takes to partner. And then um, setting expectations right. Corporate venture capital firms vary very, very widely on are they strictly an investment firm and the partners are focused on that or they strictly looking for strategic opportunities for corporate and how much buy-in there is from outside the venture capital group and other management. I'm sure all of your members face this issue. But if that results in long delays, then it becomes a hard thing for startups to do. You talk about long delays. and You talk about the time to make an investment and a time to enter into a partnership? I'm talking about both. Mm-hmm. You know, because startups, that's, time is the most critical factor. You know, an extra three months can be 20% of their cash reserves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And if you take that perspective, then time matters a lot. And uh, it's very, very important to be time. And, and, and then it can be done to set expectations, like... Uh, 
I think one of the things some of the Japanese firms do well, they're slower than most corporate venture firms, but they set expectations pretty accurately. That also works. Well, I think you make a great point. One of my corporates in a deal, actually, we lost our chief proponent within the um, organization just through you know, moving on to another opportunity. And there we were stranded <laughs> without somebody pulling us into the organization. And by the time we found the right person or the reorganization occurred properly, to your point, Bernard, three, four, five months of burn, no malice on the side of the corporate venture uh, shop at all. It was all, everyone was acting in good faith, but that was almost a devastating turn of events for, for the um, uh, startup uh, yeah. because of the burn issues. And, and look, uh, this, you know, people like myself, I recognize all the constraints the partners in a venture capital group have relative to the rest of the organization. Like it's, it's not just a group like in a normal venture group, you can get all the partners on a Monday and it's not impossible to make a decision within a day on an important issue. In corporate venturing, people like us understand there are other constraints and other parties to build, bring along, but sometimes uh, entrepreneurs don't. And so we try and mediate that difference. So let, let me um, uh, jump then to um, a couple of threads you've been touching on. Again, there, as you point out, there's all, a lot of different levels of corporate venturing. We have folks who, are, who actually come to us and want to start and jump into the sector. You've got folks who have been in the sector for a long time and have great relationships with folks like you. For those, again, entering into the sector uh, for the first time in, say, the last two, three, four years, what do you think that they could do better or should be mindful of beyond what we already talked about to really uh, get pulled into opportunities to, again, enhance their contribution to portfolio companies? Well, I think the most important thing is always setting expectations right. Being fast is valuable, but even more valuable is setting expectations. Hey, we are interested, but here's our process. And it might take up to six months. And figure that into your plans and see if it fits into your plans. I think at least the setting expectations part is much e- should be much easier to do. Accelerating things is sometimes hard for corporate venture firms, and we recognize that. Yeah, and you just answered my next question because I was going to say sometimes setting expectations is great, but if you're always setting expectations that uh, you know we can do this deal in six to nine months, you may be losing every opportunity that comes to you. So, and and that's a trade-off. And this is something the venture group has to realize. And it takes a little bit of time working this through internal organizations and decision processes. And I I suppose, um, uh, you know, just taking one step back and perhaps up, um, just looking at the landscape over the last few years, given given, you know, how you've played so actively and been a leader in the sector overall, what have you seen that's changed within the corporate venturing community, actually for the positive or even for the negative? Well, I, I think the, mostly the positive is it's uh, become much broader. Many more areas where traditional firms want to venture and partner. You know, when I started in venture capital, startups were ignored by almost all large corporations. You couldn't even get technology venture firms to pay attention. But I think that's changed a lot for the better. 
many more areas of interest. Uh, most areas, there's at least enough firms that have venture groups or want to start venture groups. And I actually think that kind of mingling is generally a good thing. Have you seen in terms of actual talent, a lot of the talent from the venture community migrating over to the corporate venture side? Because that obviously accelerates uh, cultural and mind shift paradigm uh, changes. I think there's some of that for sure going on. Uh, in both directions, you know, Rajesh uh, in our shop was head of ventures for applied materials. He came over to our shop, brought that area of expertise to us. He'd be a perfect contact for all of you and your members. But yeah, I've seen it happen in both directions. Less so from the venture side into corporate, more from the corporate side into venture. But So if you had to um, take a step back and look at... Um you know, without necessarily uh, names, one of your uh, most uh, disappointing or frustrating experience, uh, I hate to do it this way, but it's always interesting as lessons learned. What would you point to um, uh, over the last few years? Well, I, I think the one difficult area is when companies run into trouble. You know, when companies run into trouble, investors need a lot of agility. So we'll do last minute bridges, pay to plays, those kinds of things, and being slow to respond to that makes it very hard for the other investors. And I think it's the one area where corporate venture firms could have sort of predefined rules to address uh, these kinds of special situations. They're the hardest to respond to for corporate partners. Is the kind of thing where we'll hear of something on Friday and we'll have a decision Monday morning or even Sunday morning. And that's much harder. And handling those situations, I think, would be a great area on the corporate side to improve a process and flow. Great. Well, Vinod, I see we're almost coming up to the end of our program here. I want to thank you for joining um, and taking the time out um, for us. If we have a few minutes, I did want to just, uh, again, thank you again. You know, what you're doing in concert with the community is, is outstanding uh, and remains so. But one, again, while we have a couple seconds here, one of your most interesting investment, uh, really, portfolio companies that we should be thinking about. Um, again, the list is great, as I scanned it uh, the other day. But again, I, always, I want to put you on the spot there. It's so wide, you name an area. In energy, I'd say aviation fuels or batteries or Lanzatech or QuantumScape or Convalve Fusion. In warehousing, logistics, robotics, people like Vicarious or uh, Berkshire Gray or uh, a number of other companies. In AI, it's OpenAI. So it's such so wide in food. Uh, we have interesting efforts. We just partnered with a company in a company called Joywell, which is addressing the sugar issues in food, just like Impossible Foods. Uh, so lots of areas. Hi, I'm sorry. Uh, it seems that we've lost Victor, actually. Uh, Vinod, I wanted to say thank you very much on behalf of everyone for coming on board and telling us about how venture can partner with CVCs much better. I believe that we're going to transition this over now to the next portion of today's agenda. Thank you, Vinod. Thank you, everybody. 
Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.